Hey, it's Lynn Galadner, and this is the Make Meaning Podcast. I'm founder of the Your People Marketing and PR Agency, and I lead the Make Meaning Movement, a platform that helps purpose-driven visionaries and leaders do business with meaning. On this podcast, you'll hear stories of how people dare to take chances to live the life they want with meaningful work and purposeful days. There are many ways to fill your life with meaning. Join us at makemeaning.org to learn more. Now, on to the show. Today on the Make Meaning Podcast, I'm excited to interview Audrey Smith, founder of Moss Floral Design in Fort Worth, Texas. Audrey discovered her love of flowers as a child when she would sit in her mother's garden each spring, smelling the hyacinths and admiring the irises. Then, while planning her wedding in 2008, she worked closely with her florist, whose creative designs and impressive service reignited her own passion for beautiful florals. After the wedding, Audrey set about creating a business of her own, and in 2012, Moss Floral was born. Audrey has styled high-end weddings, infused interns with her own passion, and traveled to Tuscany to teach a floral workshop. Audrey, welcome to the Make Meaning Podcast. Hi, how are you? I'm great. I'm so excited to chat with you because I have just loved researching you in preparation for this interview. I mean, your work is beautiful. I felt like I was witnessing an artist. So I want to hear about how you created your company. Take me on that journey. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is um, really exciting. And I just, it was a totally unexpected journey. I um, was a teacher for seven years. Um, I really didn't know. I, I love kids. I love, I mean, I do love teaching. I just didn't feel like the classroom was my calling and I wasn't mm-hmm. sure where I was meant to be, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just had kind of one foot in, one foot out. And I um, wanted really badly to know what my calling was for some reason. Like I just never felt content. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like you said, I when I got married, um, I knew, you know, I love flowers. I've always loved flowers. Um, and I knew that's where I wanted to put the bulk of our budget. And um, I found my florist, um, researched a lot of florists, went to bridal, shows. Um, and she was amazing. She walked me through the process. She held my hand. She, you know, I had a vision and I knew what I wanted, but I couldn't put it into words. And, um, she was so great. She was patient with me. And, um, and so it was just a great experience overall. So I, you know, that kind of set something off. I was like, Oh, I want to see what this is like, you know, playing with flowers and I do stuff at home. Um, and I kind of just jumped in, um, you know, all in. I went and I was like, okay, well, I don't know anything about this. I'm learning, but I'm going to go ahead and start my business and just see where it takes me. So I set up my business. Um, I was working out of my house for mm-hmm. um, probably two or three years um, and still kind of one foot in, one foot out. I it's really interesting to me because um, as I was doing some research about you to prepare for the interview, um, I really loved how you sort of went back to childhood and you know, remembered how much you loved being in the garden and um, how much the flowers spoke to you. And I, I find that, you know, as I'm developing the whole Make Meaning movement and um, we're, we're, you know, producing so many episodes of this podcast, I'm really focusing on how people find meaning and then their meaning drives the work they do. It, it makes such a more fulfilling life. So much of it takes us back to when we were younger and 
um, we just did what felt right and what spoke to us. And I think as adults, we kind of have to relearn that a little bit. I mean, don't you think? I love that. I think that's so true. I mean, it's just, I think a lot of what we experience in childhood carries on and manifests itself in adulthood, whether it's parenting, um, you know, your work, you know, how, like you said, how you find meaning in life. And I just know, like, I felt so much joy just being outside and in my mom's garden and, you know, like you said, smelling the hyacinth, the irises. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to kind of cultivate that joy again. And, um, you know, it just, I don't, and I didn't plan on, you know, I have zero art background. I didn't know, <laughs> I had not planning on being an artist or a floral designer. And so it's just funny how it manifests itself. Well, it seems like you have like a natural instinct. You know, I was going through your uh, recent Facebook photos, which are just so gorgeous. And, you know, I saw a post where you arranged cut flowers from your garden. Um, and both the images and the flowers are really art, in my opinion. I mean, and then I saw an image with one single flower and the caption, isolated but not alone. So it's like this poetic metaphor um, that really speaks to all of us at this time. You know, so I wonder, like, take me a little bit through how you come up with a concept for a client or like how you, how you're creating these designs to speak to a particular event or aesthetic. Um, that's a great question. So it's, it's hard because one thing when I was playing, well, I wasn't the planner for my wedding, but when I was walking through the process of my wedding, I, one thing I loved about my force was she wanted to get what I wanted. Right. Sure, she sure. wanted my vision to come to life. Mm-hmm. And I find like that's such a delicate balance because I, that's what I wanted to bring to my company is I wanted my brides to get what they wanted. Like I want to bring their vision to life and I want to be true to that. But it's also hard balancing your, cre- you know, and again, that a lot of that will fall on Pinterest, what they see, because they just don't, you know, they're, they're not educated in all of the different fields that go into their wedding. And so, sure, sure. um, and so it's balancing that with, you know, your artistic vision and bringing your vision and your, your, um, your design into the wedding. And mm-hmm. I think once you find, get yourself established and you continue to post your work and, um, you know, play with flowers and establish your design, then they'll be attracted to that and they'll want your, you know, they'll want you to bring what you have to offer to their wedding. And so it makes it a little bit easier, but it is hard. It is a balancing act because I want to bring their vision to life and then marry it with my design aesthetic. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds like, it sounds like you're saying, you know, you at the same time have to be a great listener to really help your brides articulate what they want and like put it into something tangible that you can translate into florals. But then you also want them to come to you for your expertise. You've been doing this a long time and, you know, you could help to infuse their vision with a little more clarity, I'm assuming. Exactly. Exactly. And, and it's great. And it's like, if you just, like you said, listen to what they want, and then verbalize it back to them with just, you know, suggestions and, and mm-hmm. gentle tips. Like, what if we did this? Like, this flower is really in season right now, and it has some of those beautiful pink tones, but also brings in some mauve tones and kind of some earthy tones that'll make set your wedding apart from what we see, you know, on Pinterest and, and generally speaking. So it's just educating them and providing those tips to just make their wedding a little bit more unique and, and, and different and that's special for them. So 
Absolutely. And, you know, we talk a lot about, I mean, this whole show is about making meaning and, you know, which comes first, you have the meaning and then you act or the other way around. But I know um, that you always keep in mind the why behind your work, you know, why you want to do this, Um, you know, really about the experience that your wedding florist gave to you and how you want to replicate that. Um, And you, you told me a little bit about how you have some daily precepts that sort of help you um, stay grounded in your own meaning. Um, I hope you don't mind. I want to share them with our listeners and then just ask you a little bit about it. But you said that um, you turn your will and your life over to a higher power. Mm -hmm. Um, You do the next right thing when upset or confused and you get into action and then you treat others how you want to be treated. And, you know, it sounds simple, but I think it might be really challenging, especially in tough times to stay grounded in these concepts. And so I'm just wondering, you know, how um, did you become so clear to have these guiding principles and then how do you play them out, you know, in reality? That's a great question. So I just, I've been through just the different experiences I've had in life. Um, I just went through a period in my life when I was in my twenties that, and, and teens, that was very difficult. And I made some pretty crazy choices. I'm sort of a a little bit of a rebellious streak. And so um, I had to go through some work to just get myself back to where I needed to be, Mm -hmm. uh, to be a good mom, to be a good person and to have, you know, meaning in my life. And so, um, and so those were the principles that were given to me that were taught to me. And so I use them every single day because I know Mm -hmm. that every day is a gift and every day, um, I mean, all of this, my floral journey really started when I went through, after I went through this period. And so um, I really, I, I see it as a gift. And um, every day that I, when I don't live by those principles, if I take a day off and I just kind of slack and like, oh, I can get through this day, just doing it on my own and what I want to do, uh-huh. then um, I find that, you know, that day doesn't normally go the best. So if I yeah. just you know, submit to, you know, my higher power and, and I choose to do things, you know, I don't, I just roll with it. I just go yeah. through the day and try to make the best of it. I mean, um, then usually I find that, that it'll be a pretty good day. So that's just, um, how I've gotten there. And I feel like if I just make sure I, you know, do those principles each day, it just, it, it definitely helps. It definitely helps. Yeah. So you specialize in, um, weddings and, mm-hmm. um, you know, was that like a deliberate decision? You just wanted to work with weddings or have there been other events that you've dabbled in, but you just sort of specialized in this area? Like how did you come to that niche? Uh, well, when I started and I went all in, um, I just went straight to weddings because that's all I knew. Um, okay. So I, as I've grown, I have dabbled in corporate events a little bit. I have some clients that we do corporate um, events for. and um, But at weddings, I just, I love weddings. I think it's, you know, it's just, it's a journey. Um, it's a process. I love the process. Um, you know, brides, they want the best for their weddings and I want to be my best. I want to do my very best design work. Um, and so that's where I want to bring is the, is the best flowers, the best everything for them. So I think that's a good fit for me. And then I was really curious about the, um, workshop that you taught in Tuscany. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yes, it was amazing. So I was approached by, um, this, wonderful lady, Pamela, and she owns um, a business called Strada Toscana, where she brings in different artists all over the world Mm -hmm. and um, hosts them at her, at this venue. And so, and it's a villa and she has 
um, attendees come, and it's not, they're really from the USA mostly, uh-huh. um, and that artist will teach them for a week. And then, but they also um, will have excursions included. Um, okay. she, she has a chef um, who makes the most amazing food. Wow. Um, and so, I mean, it is such a treat. It's, it's basically like a little retreat, but you get that specialty. Um, you know, you get to learn like photography or painting or uh-huh. or what have you. So um, she invited me and I, and I uh, got to teach a floral design workshop. It was about three days. Wow. Um, but we went, it was so wonderful. We went and toured um, Pachina Flower Farm uh-huh. and they were the most amazing ladies and they hosted us for lunch and we got to eat under olive, an olive tree. And oh my it gosh. was just, <laughs> it was a dream. I didn't think it was real, but it, it, but it, it was, and it was just such a wonderful experience. So that is um, so cool. I, yes, it was wonderful. Yeah. So what do you, what has been the best part of the work you do? You know, you've been in business eight years. Um, you're clearly incredibly talented and have such a vision for how to work with florals, but what has been the best part for you? Um, my favorite part, I believe is just, um, just a challenge to myself. I, I feel like every, well, personally, I just, I never feel satisfied with, you know, I always want to keep getting better. And so I feel like that's a daily challenge. I can't rest on my laurels. I'm always trying to be be a better designer, be better with color, be better with movement in my designs, um, <laughs> find the best flowers. And so I feel like that just keeps me on my toes and it keeps me motivated to keep getting better. Uh-huh. Um, and plus on the business side of it, I feel like every wedding, I, I always try to take something away from every wedding I do. And mm-hmm. so every wedding's new, it's different. It's, it's, it's a challenge. So I want to, you know, every bride is different. So sure. again, it keeps us on our toes because we want to make sure we make their wedding different, special, unique, and, and we take away something from that wedding. That'll make That's us better. Very cool. Very cool. Um, do you see any continuity between, you know, you work with a bride for the wedding and then do they come back to you for other events or, you know, maybe referring you to their, to their friends? Like how does that sort of chain reaction happen? Yeah. And that's always the best compliment is when they come back. So, um, I did have recently have, um, a previous bride come and ask for a, an arrangement for one of her friends who I think was in the hospital. So oh. that was, um, but yes, we, I do, I do have brides come back and, and I really, you know, that just speaks to, you know, how much they enjoyed our work. So I think, um, that is special and we do, we'll do baby showers. We'll do, uh-huh. um, you know, just an everyday arrangement. I know when, um, all of this um, started happening with the shelter in place and the quarantine and this epidemic. Yeah. Um, one bride wanted me to send some flowers to her parents. So we Aww. were able to do that. So it's just little things here and there. And it's just great hearing from them and, and staying in touch. So um, it's definitely appreciated. That is so awesome. I really love that. You know, it's been such a pleasure to speak with you. And um, when we publish the episode and our interview, we're going to share all kinds of ways for people to get in touch with Moss Floral Design so they can find you. Um, but I want to leave with one question, um, something that we want to leave our listeners with. When we talk about finding meaning, a lot of times we have to give ourselves permission to um, really go with what makes us happy, with what speaks to us at the core. And so um, I wonder if if you have an idea of a permission slip you want to leave our listeners um, for, you know, living by their meaning or giving themselves permission to um, go after their dreams and, and try to make them a reality. 
Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I would say just, and I've done this recently, is just to do like a gut check. Ask yourself, why am I doing this? Why am I pursuing this? And really listen to yourself. Um, it takes some time and it takes some like, meditating on it. But if you really like, for me, it just, I, I had to ask myself permission. Why, um, why do I want to do this? And it's just to challenge myself. I want to get better. I want to be the best that I can be. And I want to, you know, if I make a mistake or I take a, do a design and I take a picture of it, I'm like, oh, I needed to add more flowers here, give some more mm -hmm. negative space here, and then learn from that. So kind of try to find why, the why behind what you're doing. And I feel like when you find that and stay true to it, because that'll really guide you and you can enjoy it more. You can know why, you know, enjoy the purpose of what you're doing. So I, and you can just be present in that. And I think um, if you give yourself the permission to do that gut check and to, um, and just to be true to it, then you will have, um, enjoy the purpose of, of doing what you're doing. So I love that. I love that. Well, I'm sure our listeners will respond to um, that permission slip, and I really appreciate it. And it's just been so great to speak with you, Audrey Smith. I love what you've built. Um, I love that you you took the leap from you know a teaching career, which I'm sure you found really fulfilling, and I'm sure your students did as well. But to really go with your gut and figure out what spoke to you, and and look what look at what beauty you're putting into the world. So thank you so much, Audrey thank Smith. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's so great speaking with you. Thanks for listening to the Make Meaning Podcast with Lynn Galadner. You can find us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. If you like what you've heard here, join us over at makemeaning.org to discover how you can add more meaning to your life. And hey, if you like our conversations, please subscribe and share this episode with the meaningful people in your world.